and welcome to Secondhand Film Critics, your favorite source for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I'm Kayla, and I am here with my co-host, Noah. Yeah, so this is our last Halloween episode. And that's it's even though it's sad, I think we brought we we planned a good last episode because this is like a throwback to last year where we talked about the first Halloween town. Um, and now we're back to to talk about the sequel, the Dark Knight of the trilogy, the Empire Strikes Back of the trilogy. Well, there's As four. It's often there's called. four. Well, not that we count the fourth one, but there are four. Exactly, that's what I was saying. I thought yeah. I thought you didn't like. It's four. more like I would say th- this feels like the Toy Story movies because you have the first three, and then the fourth mm. one we just kind of erase from existence. H- having not seen the last two, I would say that this is like the Road Warrior to Halloween Town's Mad Max. Mm. Oh, yeah, wow. but that's gonna give a lot of uh, glory to the fourth one, which is that's, not which I've good not seen so. <laughs> at all. Yeah, the fourth yeah. one is like they go downhill from here, like very, uh, very yeah, downhill, real, real hardcore. Dylan gets more and more frightening. Twenty twenty three, you know, well, t- number four. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, when we have our returning guests from the last episode, because you know. To think this is like a tradition. We have to make this a tradition now, the Halloween Town tradition. Mm. Um, the the real boys. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves, reintroduce yourselves to the audience, and what your podcast is? Sure, Zach. Do you want to go first? I mean, you're the yeah. I'm I'm the last one left. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm I'm Zach, but you can call me Spooky Smichaels for this episode. Uh, <laughs> I I host a podcast about Christian media uh, called Godfellas, and we look at multiple different. Um, we've branched out. It's not just Christian media. It's more faith based stuff or stuff that was inspired by. Um, different religious beliefs and we talk about that um sometimes it's funny sometimes it's serious but you know it's like life it's always it, a good time we've been on a couple times yeah. so you can go check out our mm. episodes over there indeed noah and i have each done one two of my faves and the christmas shoes one yeah, and ah, by the time, classic. what when is the next one coming out that I'm on? Ooh, that's going to be at the end of the month, so probably yeah, at the same so time this one comes out. At the same out. time this episode is coming out, uh, you'll be able to go listen to me talk about VeggieTales. Jonah. Jonah. A VeggieTales So if you want to have a great day, just go from one podcast to the next. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Head on over. Just endless stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm... Uh, Count Mitchula, uh, <laughs> which is to say my name is Mitchell, uh, and I'm a professional um, guy who goes on podcasts at this point. I'm uh, still affiliated with the, the Real Boys as a as a guest. Uh, Zach and I um, love hanging out and talking about movies together, but I am a casual observer of movies at this point, no longer a professional um, podcaster, so... 
Excited to casually discuss uh, Halloween Town 2 tonight. <laughs> You're like a podcast freelancer. I'm a you know? pod- yeah, like, that's right. I'm a consultant. Yeah, you, you go around. You I'm know? a Halloween to- Town 2 consultant specifically. <laughs> I just go to podcasts and talk about this movie only. You majored in Halloween Town 2. Yes, too. I'm really glad to get a chance. Um. Yeah, so great. Now we're we're here. We're talking about Halloween Town 2 Calabar's Revenge. And th- there is no information apparently on pre-production or there production, is not so i looked and looked and looked um no info on budget i couldn't what? really find much of anything at all is this movie even this real movie. so i don't oh, know what real. was going on in the disney channel universe at this time in the early 2000s yes, yes. but they probably don't want that information out there, like yeah, how much they spent on what, these crappy what, Disney channels. What was going on behind <laughs> well, the scenes? What else was coming out that year? Like, what other DCOMs did we get in 2001, if any? I mean, I don't know if they were spinning out, like, dozens of right, DCOMs right. a year. I feel like it was a labor of love. 2001 also had Xenon the sequel. That came out in 2001? Yep. January 12th. Wow. Motocrossed. Oh, heck Whoa. yeah. The Luck of the Irish. Whoa. I told you. I told you. Uh, we also had Hounded, Jet Jackson the movie, The Jenny Project. I literally have to turn my game down Jumping because I got ship, so excited. The Poof Point and Twas the Night all came out. So they basically had one every single month yeah. in 2001. Mm-hmm. So this was like a decom renaissance to 2001. <laughs> Basically. Twas the Night, that's the one with uh, Brian Cranston, right? That is the one with Brian Cranston. Yes. If you like Breaking yeah. Bad, come come see the guy really act in, in tw- and Twas, Twas the, the Night. night. <laughs> his, other, his other most famous role, you know, those are the Absolutely. two. Absolutely. Now, this one was the most watched Disney Channel me. original movie of that year. Uh, with, wow. let's see, 6.1 million viewers. The next closest was The Luck of the Irish with 5.2. So Interesting. I would have thought, well, because I thought, oh, people are revisiting, so probably Xenon would be close behind, but... Yeah, Xenon is, is in third. People also love Halloween Town more than they love Xenon, so that makes sense to me. This is so. This isn't the first sequel they did, though. Oh no! Jumping Ship is a sequel to Horse Sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it should be. <laughs> no, it is. Jumping Ship is like it's this. Yeah, it's like we last time we were on a farm. Let's go. I mean, it's basically like yeah. they probably had a script, and the Lawrence brothers were like, "We'd like to act again." And they're I like, thought okay. they just happened to be brothers in both movies. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. It's, it's a like you don't have to watch the first one. It's a loose sequel. Well, yeah, and Xenon came out first. But this is also literally billed as, like, two. So I think that was a big thing, you know? You have the brand of Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. Built this right is in. And it's all the same the same actors, like, coming back. So it feels like a return. Yeah, Zequel um, is that confusing. I don't is. know what that means. Well, it's got to be Xenon 2 for me to understand. Well, I remember in, in elementary school, kids being, like, really excited about Halloween Town 2 and n- not hearing anything about about Xenon because that like I don't know if you if anyone else encountered this but school I remember kids like oh the decom that's coming out like oh I can't wait to watch it can't wait to watch it and they were like losing their mind the word over, on the street yeah over <laughs> Halloween Town 2 
I can't remember a single plot point of Xenon the Zequel, I'm going to be honest. Oh, is is that the one with the space butterfly, or is that the third one? Yeah, I think that's... I can't remember. But I can remember every meandering plot point of Halloween Town 2, Colin Calabar's Revenge. And this has a meandering plot, so I think that says... When I was trying to write up all the plot points, I was like, my God, this movie goes every which way it could possibly go. This is the Magnolia of DCOMs. And there's frogs, you yeah. know? They have a big lot of frogs. They really tried to be like, how many things can we possibly fit into this movie? And how many bad special effects can we use for each of those things? Bad? Oh. <laughs> you mean amazing. Excuse me? I mean, I love it, but they're not good. <laughs> okay, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time what we did is we just went through the plot um like we read through it and then we just added our thoughts so i think we can do that now we'll just take our trip through the plot of halloween town yes kind of like colon calabar's you guys are watching it with us right yes colon calabar's revenge from 2001 well let's get into it so it's halloween night marnie is 15 now so this takes place two years after the first one um so it's been two years since marnie first visited halloween town Aggie is now living with the Pipers and is helping Gwen with Marnie and Sophie's witch training. The Pipers have taken leaps and bounds in relation to Halloween Halloween, and are hosting a mortal neighborhood Halloween block party before the school dance. All right. I would be concerned if, like, the people who didn't participate in Halloween at all, if all of a sudden they became, like, the big, like, now we're going, like, we might be poisoned if we go to their house. This might be their big ploy to get the neighborhood. I don't, right. I don't trust yeah. that. That's a good point. Because they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't even give out, like, candy the year before, right? And now they're, like, come to our And then home. two years later, they're yeah, throwing they're the big being, bash. Like, shut yeah. like, Everyone come to our house to celebrate this holiday that we've never enjoyed before. Children, gather around my grandma's purse. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> I do like how they were so fascinated with the purse. Like, they're just, like, huddled around. Yeah. And they're, I, I think that'd be a, a cool thing to do is to to dress up as Halloween Town characters and hand out candy in a purse, you know? Yeah, that'd be good. A, a, a good idea for 2022 yeah. Halloween. Yeah, kids love Halloween Town, too, nowadays, so yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's a classic. Mm, it's up there with Xenon. I will say, Hocus Pocus is up there, though. Like, still, like, I coached a soccer team last fall mm. um, of seven-year-olds, and they one of the kids was like, I'm dressing up as this one of the Sanderson sisters with... Like my mom and my aunt, and I was like, "Oh, kids are still oh, into this. It's not nice. just me." I was at Alta with my girlfriend today, and they have a whole palette and like foundations dedicated yeah. just to Hocus Pocus. And I was like, "Amazing! Dang, yeah. That's that's wild. maybe yeah. the most serious argument Zach and I and Brandon on our Real Boys podcast ever got into was me trying to convince them Hocus Pocus was relevant today. Well, they're I'm making like, a yeah, second it's one. It's had an indelible impact. It's on clearly re- still relevant enough because they're making a second one. So yeah, like call it a bad movie, sure. You can't Says say it's who? not relevant. <laughs> I, know, I mean, not me. <laughs> not you know, not me at this point either. I've, I, but here's the thing: I had never heard of Hocus Pocus until I met Mitch. I kid you not. I'd heard of Halloween Town and Halloween Town too. Wow. I'd never heard of Hocus Pocus until I like moved in with Mitchell Dupree. But that's an interesting plot point because 
you were sort of like the Pipers in that you did not celebrate Halloween, Halloween growing it, Yeah, up. exactly. You know, Christian household. So we were, you know, hiding in the house with the lights off in fear that yeah. someone would come and ask for candy. We mm. did that too. Looking out yep. the window. Yep. And then two years later, you threw the biggest <laughs> Halloween bash the town had ever Amen. seen. Yep. Come check out my grandma's purse. <laughs> I think it coming to my grandma's study. We need to acknowledge how '90s this movie is. It actually starts with her like blogging or like instant messaging someone. Is like oh my clickety gosh. click clack doopa do doopa do 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 do. Well, can we talk about how many internet references there <laughs> yeah. are? Like I wrote them down. Like you need an update. They're offline. <laughs> You gotta. I'm gonna upload your diary to the to net. the net. Yes. Well, and then at the very end of the movie, Aggie says to Marnie, like it's one of the closing lines where she's like, "You're gonna have to teach me about the World Wide Web." And it's like you've been living with a teenager Does for it two years. Spiders? Like, yes. how do you not know what the internet is when you're living with two teenagers? Like. Makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, did the internet sponsor this I movie? It, it's literally did. a plot point where they're like, maybe there are back doors and spells the way there are viruses yes. on the internet. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's just like a computer program. <laughs> I will say to think. I want to think about something for a second. I don't remember the first Halloween Town like all that well. I remember bits and pieces, but the ending gets a little fuzzy. Did anybody else find it to be a cruel fate that Grandma now, instead of living in cool Halloween Town, has to come live with with this family now? Boring and, yeah. in the suburbs. suburban family. Yeah. yeah, I said that in the first episode. Yeah, it doesn't track, you know. And I think it 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 kind of picks up there though, because she obviously like is waiting to go back to Halloween Town. She says that line to I think Sophie too, where Sophie's like, "Well, why don't you go back and see your friends?" And she was like. It's easier to just not go back and see them because, like, it's too sad. Wow. And I was like, heartbreaking. Damn. <laughs> Such an emotional performance by Debbie Reynolds, you know? The movies bump like two points out of 10 for me just because of Debbie Reynolds' presence. Yeah. She has so much charisma. It actually makes mm. them feel like not just ironically good, almost kind of good because she's so charismatic. Yeah. Um, can we also talk about, like, Sophie is so overlooked in these movies as like the most talented. She's witch. the goat. Like, oh yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> it's like crazy. She's like super sensitive. Like, I know you miss home, Aggie. Marnie's gonna leave for a hundred years. That's a big deal. No one else is talking about it, and she's the only one in that scene who realizes that Cal is coming. Aggie's like, what? That's true. It's and it's like the first movie where she's like, something's coming. She feels it every time. Yeah. So yeah, and she's, she's just great. like a little cowgirl. T- her costume, amazing. So it's so yeah, great. Yeah, it's powerful. It's a great costume. Um, so yeah, she s- says someone's coming. Um, and boy, does someone come. <laughs> Cal and his dad, Alex, show up at the Halloween party with lime ice cream, which I have never... Already a red flag. <laughs> biggest red flag I've ever heard of. Lime ice he cream. He doesn't mean lime sorbet or like lime, like I like lime ice cream, like dairy, a dairy <laughs> treat that's flavored with <laughs> <The> lime. Da- <laughs> Woof. Um, so Cal is the new kid in the neighborhood, and naturally, he catches Marnie's eye. He's handsome, he's charming, and he thinks witches and warlocks are cool. Unfortunately, he's also shady, sly, and secretly an evil warlock. Now look, I don't want to take anything away from Debbie Reynolds, but this kid is like 
next stop, the Academy. It, in his mind, his performance <laughs> is so, like, you could see it in his eyes, and he's like, I'm killing this right now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he loves it. I thought it was pretty good, though. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was him. bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I would argue, I would argue that point. I feel like he's very good. It's high camp, right? That's the tone of the movie. Sure, and I yeah. feel like he nails that pretty well. Yeah, it, and I think it does a good job of, like, because I was watching this with my younger sisters, and they, like, noticed pretty soon, like, he was bad before he stole the book. And I, so I think it's a good job of, like, he looks like he could be a real per- kid, but there's also something about him that's like, this is definitely, like, something's up with he this guy. He just shows up and starts negging her. So, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. a bad person. But also, his name is Cal, and the movie is literally entitled Calabar's Revenge. So he showed up, he's like, hey, I'm Cal. I was like, no one? Gotta say, I, 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 didn't, I didn't connect those two in my mind, but I also was like, 75 percent paying attention so it could have been the 25 percent that was like that blew me away though because it would be like harry potter like in a couple years like being like this is my son vol um, <laughs> not, even, not even a couple years two years after yeah. a, a horrifying event like here's my son vol like oh cool. he he also doesn't have a nose you're some live ice cream Shut up. Oh, man. You got to notice these things. Well, also, Marnie is just such an idiot. Like, it doesn't, I don't even care, like, how attractive uh, this guy is. Like, this is such a secret, and you're letting him in. He just wants to feel loved. What it should have been is, like, it accidentally wasn't covered up. So she's like, well, I guess you can go in. Because, like, the fact that she, like, uncovers it. Like, I don't know. I, lo- I lost a lot of respect for her, you know? I think oh, wow. I- Sophie wouldn't have done the same. Sophie would have st- stood her ground. Yeah, he just has a weird vibe. Like, he's wearing a long black jacket. <laughs> and then he gives her yeah. that flower. But it's the stare when he gives her the flower. He's, like, looking into her. I'm like, stop this. <laughs> uh, yet again, it's the same flower thing that Calabar does in the first movie. Again, it's like, oh, here's, a- here's my son, Vold. He's trying to get this special wand. <laughs> and to the movie's yeah. credit, I mean, at least she gets it eventually. But yeah, she does. She does. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, and it's a good, it's a good idea he has though, like shrinking the magic spell book and then like sliding it into his into his jacket. It's it's a good plan. All right. So Aggie's magic bag runs out of magic. Uh. So Marnie and Aggie decide to return to Halloween Town before the portal closes to investigate. And when they get there, they find that Halloween Town has been turned, quote, kind of gray and boring, end quote. The monsters and other creatures in Halloween Town have been turned into discolored humans, and the town looks like something straight out of an old sci-fi movie, or how conservatives probably imagine communism. Hey, very good, now, very good. Now, here's something that I'll say to the movie's credit. when. The plot point was like, Halloween Town has turned kind of gray and boring. In my mind, it was like, oh, so the thing that we're here to see that we're excited about, you've made like boring and not fun. Okay, cool. But it reminded me, I was like, oh, I think I actually like the first movie because I want to see all this stuff again. And like, it's kind of like, oh, this is worth fighting for this, this Halloween town. So again, like I was legitimately like, oh, I don't want Halloween town to be gray and boring. I want it to be fun. And and I feel like it would have been easy for the movie to be gray and boring because it's like, oh, now the place that you like the whole like 
title sake of the movie is gray and boring. But I mean, you know, my, my hat is off to the to the filmmakers because this wasn't as dull as I was maybe expecting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they could have definitely just gone really boring with the color palette, especially. So it was a good like they found creative ways to make it still like interesting to look right. at. When did Pleasantville come out? Ninety nine. Good point. Good point. I was just curious. Definitely in the nineties, I think. So, so the director of Halloween Town Two saw that movie and went, "All right, I got it. I got it." Yeah. Well, and for me though, this is really when the movie like started not to lose me, but like I started to feel my main issue with the movie, which is the pacing. And like we kind of alluded to this, but like I never can fully get on board with or on track with what our main objective is so like they just leave the party and dylan's back there with his little skeleton phone and he's already been rejected like three times he's like you want to go to a a halloween party and she's like are you gonna wear a costume and he's like no and she's like okay i'm not going with you to a halloween party if you're not wearing a costume yeah he's a he's a frightening young man and this isn't even his worst this isn't even him at his worst. Like, in the fourth no. one, he gets really, really bad. And the third one. But, like... Yikes. Yeah. Well, I remember I remember Mitch one time chastising me on Halloween Town. And he said, engage with the culture. Engage with the culture, Zach. If you're at a <laughs> Halloween event, you have to engage with the culture. That's and I right. would say this. I would say the same thing to Dylan. Like, he's walking around a Halloween party. Yeah. He's like, I'm acting like a stick in the mud. Why don't the girls want to hang out with me? Yeah, it's a weird thing to go to a Halloween. I know it's... In your house, but like it's a weird thing to hover around a Halloween party and be like, I don't like it. Well, also to assume that people want to go to a costume party with you when you're not going to wear a costume. Well, yeah. like, I mean, well, what is this guy? The think? movie does does the thing that I don't like, where it's like, you know, he tries to talk to some pretty girl and she's like mean to him or whatever. But I was watching the scene. I was like, I don't think she's that mean to him. She's just like, I'm here to have fun, and you are not fun, so I don't want to <laughs> hang out with you. And I and the movie so wanted me to be like, oh, poor Dylan. And I was like, no, like you're getting what you deserve, Dylan. Like. Put he in also some like effort. has that weird line where he's like, "Might that be a kiss?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down. I don't even remember what the context was, but he said iron buns at something, and I was like, "What?" It's his password. I was like, "For his computer." Okay, yeah. I was like, "What a creep!" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I'm uncomfortable with with Dylan. Yeah, and he gets worse in the. Oh my gosh! In two years, when we do the episode about the fourth one, I'm gonna have a lot to say about about Dylan probably. A lot. He also wears khakis at home for fun. Well, and isn't he wearing like I said? Like he looks like he could be going to Harvard next. Like yeah, it's the, like the a sweater day. and khakis and on Halloween. <laughs> it's like what are you? This doing? is no costume. And I'm and I'm. You can ask Mitch. I'm notoriously bad with costumes for Halloween. But even I was like, step up your game, Dylan. Hmm, not even one of those hello my name is name yeah. tags you know that's the go-to <laughs> the one he chooses to finally don a costume it's, it's racist. cultural appropriation who's the real villain of the movie dylan or calabar it's a good question calabar never wore a sombrero man I, that's all i'm gonna uh... say i think calabar was a greaser um <laughs> so speaking of dylan um, yes. Aggie uses the talking headphone, walkie-talkie Also racist, skeleton. by the way. Cute, but racist. Yes. Uh, I, I loved it yeah. in the moment, and I was like, oh, yikes. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so no. she calls Dylan and asks him to find a spell in her spell book to reverse what she's calling the gray spell. But oh no, the spell book is missing. But how could that have happened when no one could get in Aggie's bedroom? But, <laughs> oh, Marnie. Classic. It's bananas to me. And I don't want to, you know, call anybody out, but it's bananas that Marnie immediately upon meeting this guy is like, let me take you into the most secret room of the house. That's and- exactly what <laughs> I just said. It feels very yes. out of character for her. Like- it does. It does. Ever been so down bad that you bring someone into your, into your, into grandma's, your grandma's room? Secret study. Into your grandma's room. Hey, can we talk about Aggie's room? Because it had yeah. a real tantric energy for me for a, a kid's movie. It had a real, for a kid's movie, it had a real Fifty Shades vibe to me. Well, yeah, yeah when Cal was <laughs> like, know. people are their rooms or whatever, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Who wrote this movie? Yeah, her, her room was intense. And it was like, it was a little small, like there was no bed in there. So I'm wondering, like, what Marnie's thinking, like, like how is she justifying this being her room? Like, yeah, she just kind of sleeps on the floor next to her spells that aren't real spells, but she just likes the. S- she's interested in spells, but they're not real. Yeah, spells. Grandma sleeps on the floor. Yeah. Check this out, Cal. I have Newt, and over here is some handcuffs. And over here, <laughs> actually, Cal, maybe we should not be in here. Let's. It's my grandma's private room. Let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's she, she's away from Halloween Town. No friends. You know. Oh no. What was happening the last two oh, years? Yikes! Yikes! Man, 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 man. This is the children's movie. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I repent. All right. Um. Yeah. And then we have Cal's face appearing in the stone that used to be the jack o' lantern. Why did they choose? Why did they make that choice visually? That's like the worst thing Disney's ever done. Is that face stone? <laughs> mm. The jack o' lantern would have been so much cooler. It could have been like he he could have possessed the jack o' lantern and like talked as yeah, the jack o' lantern because it looked cool in the fire when his face was in the fire, like serious. I was like, that works. Yeah, that's totally but fine. as the stone, and that's when he delivers the like monologue too. That had some mm. really like weird lines in it where he was like, "You naughty girl." You and can I was see like, his soul die when he says those yes. lines a little bit. <laughs> the soft chuckle he gives <laughs> when he calls Debbie Reynolds and then, a naughty girl, and then he's like, <laughs> "He did go in her study, you know. He From knows." Singing in the rain in so many classic musicals, Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> you naughty girl. <laughs> Disney made that choice. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, I guess I inherited my father's attraction to Cromwell witches. I don't know how much Debbie Reynolds got paid for this movie, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. So let's go through it. What is his plan again? Because I, have I no idea. So kind of his plan is to, he's mad that mortals got the world they got in Halloween Town people had to go live in this hidden world, which is like, it's basically the same whichever way it goes, so... Isn't that the same plot also as, like, that's why Calabar was bad in the first yes. one, right? so it's pretty much yeah. the same thing okay. rehashed, uh, but he wants to turn all the mortals into creatures, essentially, or monsters. Right. And cause chaos. So he wants to take his private world, where you could do whatever you want, and turn the other world into his world, which is back o- his cow. 
What are we doing? You got a world, man. Stay, you got a well, world. And also, um, what was really funny about this monologue is they start playing this like random electric guitar music under it yes. with like, yeah. <laughs> a drum beat, <laughs> and he's like delivering place. this monologue in like a very flat, like slow toned. Like he enunciates everything, and then it's just like, it's like what is happening the right now? The girl from Calabar in the first movie, who's doing that big thing at the end, is ah to go to this kid just deadpanning oh, out yeah. of the wall. I mean, come on, come on, guys. Hmm. He lost a lot when we just see his face, you know? I think he was a great, like, physical actor. No, I don't no, know. No, yeah, I think when we first meet Cal, he, it serves him a lot better when it's not yeah. just his face. Um, but then in this, he's just like, I'm going to turn everyone into creatures when they have on the masks. Mm. Well, and you got to think, this is 2001. The technology to do that probably, especially for like a lower budget movie, isn't great. So like he probably was limited in what he could even do. So like he has to like, almost like in the Val Kilmer Batman, where like his suit was so restricting, like he can't act. So I, I think that might play a role in it too. Like I don't know what it, even the conditions were in that he had to be doing that acting. I liked it. I feel like it reminds me of... um. Uh, what's his name? James Franco in the first Spider-Man a little bit. Like, keep your mouth, uh, keep your mouth out of stuff you don't understand. Like, Marnie, you'd stop the Cromwell witches. Like, it's like very just like kind of like California-esque to me in some ways. I'm, I'm like, all right, I buy it. He's a teenage warlock. I get it. I, I think now I look, got it. I want to. I want to say something about Calabar's plan. Maybe not the worst thing that could ever happen to humanity because listen like there's a lot of you know people like me who who live sad sad lives if i go to the right halloween party dressed as i don't know <laughs> thor or captain america or james bond and my punishment is now i'm gonna be turned thought. into this person like no calabar please stop his entire mm. plan hinges on everyone wearing monster masks instead of being like al capone or carol baskin yeah. or thor like it doesn't make any well, sense and like it doesn't transform everybody because like sophie was not transformed into a cowgirl is it but, that like, you have to wear a mask is that the rule i think it's yeah, the but mask the one girl like the mask had, like, sticks the fangs. to your face like the van, like she wasn't wearing a vampire mask. So you just need something on your face, then is the is the rule then? I was dressed up as God. I don't know if he really <laughs> thought <laughs> through this this plan. I think it. I don't know if this was like a fully realized. Because how plan. often do people dress as things that they hate for Halloween? Like, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm going as for I'm Halloween? I'm gonna be a nasty pimply troll. <laughs> like I don't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> At least no one was like Michael Myers or something. That would have been. A oh big my L. gosh! I would love. I would love a version of Halloween Town where like half of the movie is all of the people, like as them turning into these real life things, just running around pure chaos, like Space Jam Two levels of pandemonium. I that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, I would that, watch it. it. Would be a lot of World. like violent. A lot of people dress up as like Freddy Krueger and like right. Well, yeah. and then you have multiple of them too. Like, oh my gosh, I want to see <laughs> this movie so now. True. Multiple Freddy Kruegers in one town. 
And like whatever the popular costume was that. Well, like remember when Eleven from Stranger Things was a big <laughs> costume? Everyone, Had like a bunch everyone. of like Elevens just running around. My my best friend when I was in college, we went to a Halloween party, and my best friend dressed up as Eleven, and I dressed up as a waffle. So if Very I good. went to this Halloween <laughs> party in my in my ego waffle costume, then yeah. I would have been turned into a waffle. Like, and she probably would have eaten you. Yeah. It is bananas that Calabar thought this was going to be a punishment for humanity. By the just uh, again, I want to reiterate that point. <laughs> He's a kid, you know. He <laughs> wasn't true. thinking That's too true. clearly. You know who I feel a little bit bad for in this movie? Who? Um, the mom. Yeah. I always feel bad for an all the Halloween Every time. Movies. Every time. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like you could call this movie, like, dating is hard as an adult, huh? Like, that that should be what's after the colon. Like, this poor woman just wants to go to date. And he turns into frogs. You know, well, you know it's bad when, like, he's like, hey, do you want to go to a high school dance? And she's like, right. I guess. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> It also, that's not how it works. Like, you think adults are just going to walk in like, I can chaperone. Like, I don't think that's a Hey, good my call. name's Rick. I'm here to chaperone that, like, no. This is my date, too, that work. I brought for the evening. Oh. Heard this punch. Uh, <laughs> open call. Open invitations open for chaperones. Um, but so we hear his plan, but not all is lost because there's a spare spell book. Uh, Aggie and Marnie, they search for the spare copy in Aggie's house, but to no avail. Oh, and also Luke is there because they ran into him in town as well. So Luke, they picked up. Um, when the spell book seems hopelessly lost, Marnie accidentally reverts Luke back into a goblin from a drab mortal. Congrats. Now he can have no personality in color. That was one of the interesting things is some of these, when they had to play like just these square type characters who were like, Arr. And then they just became like, whoa, I'm back to normal. Now I'm standing <laughs> yeah. around. I was like, oh, okay. I like Gort's gray version so Me much too. more than his default mode. He's so, <laughs> in his performance, like, he's sold the hell out of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, Luke, it's like when he is, you know, taken or gray or whatever, he's like, whatever. And then when he's in color, he's still like, whatever and it's like mm-hmm. man i could watch a tw- like 12 seasons of the gort sorting his socks show for sure for, absolutely <laughs> for sure absolutely i think i saw that episode of twin peaks the return <laughs> <laughs> um yeah this again this is too where it, it loses me a little bit because it's just like okay this isn't i don't hate it as much of this movie act but it reminds me of like a rise of the skywalker mm. thing where like they're on like this long fetch quest and they get to this place and then they're like, oh, wait, now we have to go here. Oh, wait, I have a spell book. Wait, I don't have a spell book anymore, but maybe I have another spell book that mm. he already has. I don't know. Like, that's what it felt like to me where I understand that it was it is a fetch quest story, but I may I maybe I just don't like fetch quest stories, but I also just feel like there was no pacing to it at all. I think that's a fair. I think that's fair that, you know, that's a trope that's not always the most exciting and i i mean i guess that there are stakes in the movie like they have to get it done by the certain time but i felt like that i felt like the ticking clock wasn't prevalent Prevalent like i didn't get a good sense of how much time was left like it wasn't Mm -hmm. like oh they have 15 minutes like they better hurry up all of a sudden it was oh no the portal's closed 
Ah, we fixed it though. <laughs> ah, <laughs> they're kind of vague it. threats, yeah. Because like, I feel like the her turning gray could be a potential like thing that could to be afraid of, but it doesn't really get visited. Right, right. Happens to mm, Aggie, that's a good point. Then, you know, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, like it would be cool if the gray were slower than it happened to Aggie too. Like if it'd been like mm. she notices as soon as they get to Halloween Town, she hides her hand or something. And then like midway through she turns gray. Mm. So then it's a slower, like yeah. Marnie is slowly turning gray. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. Like just a sense of conflict that lasted throughout the fetch quest, I think would have been good. Yeah. Cause there was like multiple different conflicts like that were getting changed. Like, Oh, this is the issue. Oh, now this is the issue. So I think that mm-hmm. would have been good. Like having that central, like thing in the back of your mind like oh no grandma Aggie, she's turning gray how much right, time do right. we have left to save mm-hmm. her yeah it's like in back to the future when he keeps looking at the photo right like, oh uh-oh mm, good point mm. good point yeah but this is not back to the future no so. it, no it's not it's back to halloween <laughs> town so all this is happening in halloween town mom is at home getting chummy with alex uh who ribbits uh, yes, then Sophie is wary of everything going on, of course, but mom insists that everything is fine and decides to go to the school dance with Alex. Sophie and Dylan do some research at home and have suspicions that Alex must be a golem made out of frogs. He must be, of course. <laughs> Can I say him being a golem made out of frogs is less frightening to me than the alternative that he's just a human man really obsessed with frogs? <laughs> Yeah, who rivets. Yeah. I don't want to say that this mom doesn't want to see the red flags. But, no, yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty well placed. I mean, Sophie sees it. Yeah, she's like, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. Everyone sees it. But we know that Sophie is also like a witch among witches. Like the mm. she is the witch, the most powerful witch, or we can assume yeah. that. So, of course, she notices. Yeah. And I think that there's a valuable lesson here about listening to your children. About how awesome Sophie is. That's right. a true um, lesson, yeah. I also like how we're supposed to like endear us to Dylan when he's like, don't worry, mom, I'll stay home and watch my little sister. I'm like, what else were you going to do? You weren't invited to the party. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he could go stag. Way. He could go stag. That's his right, I guess. <laughs> do you think he want? Did he think he wanted to do that? No, no I, like, think I feel that, like no, he did he not want to go. Thousand percent seems like the guy who would go to one of those parties and like stand or like and a still hit on dance people and, and well stand in the corner and be like <laughs> the same oh, person. This is, this is lame. No one wants to dance with me. No one wants to dance with an ugly guy like me. <laughs> Can I say too? So much of the Halloween Town series depends on bad guys wanting to get with the Cromwells. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, mm. that's that sums it up. Every movie is like, <laughs> and this for this one, the, everything bad happens because the Cromwells don't see the red flags. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that same thing happened in the first movie when they walk into his office and they're like, "Oh, ho, ho, everything is dark and there's crows, but he must be a good guy." <laughs> he gave me a lollipop, so <laughs> <laughs> that he pulled out of his ear. He's still obsessed right. with my mom 20 years later, but he did give me a lollipop, so... <laughs> so <laughs> Children be. are simple. Must be on the up and up. Hmm. Yeah, must be. Oh, boy. Zach, can you, before the episode ends, do an impression of Gort? <laughs> That's been in the back <laughs> Which... of my mind the whole episode. 
I don't know that I've done a, a gort before. All right, like, just think about it, pray about it, and get back to well, me later. Just <laughs> okay. yeah, we'll we'll think about it as we talk through this next segment, yes, which yes. is so Aggie proclaims they have to go to Gort's lair, who that is like really heavily foreshadowed in the big be- like early right. on, oh, right? right? And so they have to go to his lair, who's he's a junk collector, and apparently all things that get lost eventually end up at his house. So I think more things that I own are there than are in my room right now. Yeah. Um. So he's gray and his lair is organized and all the junk has been sold. So like their plan, it won't work because they don't have all of his lost stuff. Um, but what, what's that? <laughs> Calabar has trapped them in Gort's house. And now Aggie's turning gray and matching socks. What do you mean? Organized. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wanted. Thank you. We got it. That was a good clean take. <laughs> Great promotional material right there. <laughs> this was, I don't know why, because like it was like nothing was happening. The most interesting part of the movie to me, uh, because I loved, uh, again, Gort was just, it was so fun. It was so fun seeing him like go back and forth mm-hmm. and seeing them figure stuff out. And like, I thought it was clever. Like, Oh, you say this backwards. And I really liked um, mm. the, the idea of like, it doesn't have to be a long spell. Cause earlier in the movie, yeah. they're like say the spell. And she's like, Goonga bunga din da 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 da. I was like, you are making, you're just improvising. But you know what? Good for you. So I thought that that was like a cool uh, subversion of expectations in some ways. I think this was directed by Ryan Johnson. I'm not sure, but uh, it's very Disney movie-esque, isn't it? Like, you yeah. know how you undo the spell? You just say it backwards, you know? Yeah, which I, I, I liked it. I like it. I think, the to go back to your comment before, Noah, though, I feel like maybe it feels a little bit like, and then this happens, rather than because. Oh, yes. Like, uh, they, they show up to Gortz, and then Calabar traps them, rather than, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't always feel consequential mm. here, but... Mm. Yeah, right. like, is Calabar, like, how is he keeping track of their movements? Is he, like, omnipresent? Is he always watching through the fireplaces that are sometimes yeah, around? Yes. I would have loved to have seen that. Like Scooby-Doo, like a la Scooby-Doo with the like eyes and the painting moving. Yeah, that Like that'd be a nice mm. little like sprinkle. Like they leave the scene and then the eyes move something like that. But something. his whole face moves. It's yeah, his whole yeah. face in the painting. <laughs> I would love that. Calabar was Gort all along. Like, <laughs> But of course, so Aggie didn't turn completely gray before she could hand over a time travel spell to Marnie. Oh, good. Uh, Yep. You heard of that right. Time travel. Luke and Marnie now conveniently travel back in time to an older version of Gort's lair, only to learn that Gort sold the spell book 50 years ago to Calabar. How this fits the timeline, I could not tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a, another thing where it's like, oh, man, there the spell book we thought it was here, but now it's well, sold. Well, because, like, okay, so here's my question. Uh, a hundred, ye- it, it basically is like what they've been saying is that a year in mortal world is like around a mm-hmm. hundred years in Halloween Town. Narnia rules. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so... I don't know if it's as linear as that, though. But that's what they say. That's what they say. And we've been two years out in the mortal world since the last incident, which would be 200 mm. years. So are we talking about Calabar the son or Calabar the child? 
because Calibre, I think the, the child. The child. But then even then, it took him 150 like, years to hatch this genius yeah, plan right. and 50 years to execute yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it just is like it seems so. I don't know. Like it just seems like a lot of time in Halloween Town for this plan to like be in the making. It is a bit. Are you saying that there are plot holes in the decom? It doesn't like... really bother me <laughs> at all. I gotta say, I think the whole hundred years, one year thing is kind of like I get why it's the conflict at the end, but I think like the w- they, they should just not specify how long it is because like that fifty years thing, it's just like fifty years then. So that was like halfway. That was three fourths through this year that they were in there. I don't know. That's right. Like I agree, and it's just like one of those things where you just gotta be like, all right. Right. It, it was it was a go- he sold it event at one point and now it's not there anymore. I think I took it more like in Dragon Ball Z where they train in that like place that slows down time. Like I I, th- I always thought they were just being more figurative. Like it's gonna be like a hundred years, not like it will literally be a century of time. And I thought that this was the good version of Prince Caspian because they do the same thing in that. So mm. you know, mm. and also this feels very like Prisoner of Azkaban where they're like going back in time, seeing their old selves. I like the little um, bit where, like, she goes too far and then too close. I don't know exactly how she's, like, tracking how far she's going back, I but I thought it was funny. Mind, like, oh, no, you, you overshot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I did think that was clever. <laughs> I'm not a witch. I will say my favorite <laughs> thing in this scene in Gort when he's, like, back to his normal self is the random, like, pet cockroach named spike like the giant cockroach (laughs) i died so great so funny Mm -mm. so did he lose that cockroach no i think it's just his pet because like he looked surprised when he found it like he had lost it and he said that if you lose things in that room they are never found again so he better not have lost that guy because he'll never find him again that would suck imagine you lose your pet and you're like i guess my pet's gone does the roach (laughs) return in in three or four no, but Gort also doesn't return, so. Ah. You guys, I'm out. That was, I'm that's out. a travesty. I'm <laughs> that's a travesty. You need to pitch Halloween Town 5. Mm. <laughs> Gort's, Gort, it's just all Gort's room. Like, it's just him organizing his room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Halloween Town 2, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I want it I want it 12 Angry Men style. It's just him in the room organizing his socks for one an angry man. Minutes. Also, yeah. another thing I didn't understand about the way the lost thing works is th- they mm. said the paper was gone because Marnie lost it, but she knew where she put it. So I was like, does that really count as losing it if she set it down and like knew where she put it? Or like, <laughs> what is really what losing is, something? Yeah, what does this it again mean? feels like really time in it. <laughs> to be what does lost? it mean to lose an item? <laughs> this is so. so Halloween Town 2 Excuse is really Excuse me, ch- children's movie. What does it mean to lose an item? <laughs> what does it mean to be lost? Existential oh, questions boy. brought to you by yeah. Halloween Town 2. Well, what made me have an existential crisis was seeing Sophie and Dylan fly on a broom with Dylan in that sombrero. Just like, I don't know, just I, just not an image I needed. And, you know, they get there and the mom seems the mom seems pretty mad. And I would be, too. Like, Sophie is she's, she's like she's pretty young. She needs to be in 10. bed at this point. Also, you're ruining my date. This is my one shot. Right. Exactly. My so. one shot at a, at a happy life. I mean, he seemed like a nice guy. He complimented her eyes and stuff like that. She was so, riveting. Yeah. yeah, except for the riveting. <laughs> but what's wrong if he's a pile of frogs? I feel like this is a little discriminatory. <laughs> what's like, wrong? you know, if he make if he makes her happy, right. like 
as a pile of frogs. Look, I'm not going to say you know? who you can love and who you can't love, but he has a pile of frogs. Like not Aren't we all a pile frog, of frogs? If you were one frog, what does but it now mean you're to asking her to get into a polygamous relationship with amphibians. <laughs> What does hey, it mean to be a Shape frog? of Water won an Academy Award, so that was one. Hey. That was one. <laughs> this is many hey. frogs. I love Sophie though, being like, "Here's a magic fly," and like has the fly buzz around his head. Like, yeah, it's just so funny to me the way that she's just so on point every time. Like, <clears throat> no, mom, watch oh, this. Yeah. I'm she knows gonna what to do. conjure this fly out of thin air. Boom. Sophie ruins everything. Oh, mom, were you almost happy? <laughs> no. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> like, the date might not have gone anywhere, you know? Just let her have her ha- be happy for I don't the know. Night, that mom then... was looking past a lot. Like, it might have ended in marriage. Like, they go to the courthouse and we're happy that, now. That night, you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, it's true. You took me to the high school dance and I never looked back. Because I don't imagine, like, so, <laughs> an adult asks you to go to the high school dance with them weird but okay then they're riveting i feel like if that at that point if you're not like disturbed or turned off like this is gonna be your partner for the rest of your life maybe it's, it's a turn Halloween. on for her maybe the ribbons yeah maybe the ribbons that's a night are... to get weird is the way i feel halloween is a night to get weird that's give a it good, a shot that's a good and point. also she she lived in halloween town and there are probably like human sized frogs there you know relationships are i'm sure pretty common so absolutely why yeah. not halloween town five princess and the frog exactly Let's that's the plot for the fifth movie interspecies relationships yeah that are polygamous also so you know yeah um back at back in halloween town we have marnie and luke the dynamic duo which isn't really that dynamic because luke kind of yeah like, luke is just luke standing is there. there in his marty mcfly jacket doing nothing <laughs> Until they figure out how Marnie transformed Luke back into a goblin by they write down the sentence on a piece of paper, which I don't understand this because I don't remember what I said. Like we are recording this and I don't remember what I said like 10 minutes ago. So I don't know how she's remembering like the sentence that she said when Luke turned uh, from 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 gray. But it's like we said, I think at least like a fun idea and you're looking at the paper with them and you're like, wait. Trappa, that's also. But this is where I'm going to jump in and be nitpicky because it's like she says Trappa like 50 times. He's like, no, now say it like a spell. (laughs) She says it the same. (laughs) Like, whoa, it works now. Like, well, what gets me about this scene too is that like Marnie has no urgency at all. Like, Luke, even though he's very dense, is like trying his best to have (laughs) help figure out the solution. And she's there like, yeah. he, you know, he's saying, oh, we'll just try to say it. And she's like, but it's one word. And he's like, would you just try it? And it's like, girl, like the universe is, the boat is sinking. Y- yeah. yeah. Like I thought Scoop that a you little were water out. trying to say. I can't be bothered. Yeah. It just, that was so, it felt out of character again mm. um, on Marnie's part. But yeah. I actually think it feels in character and that Marty is not great. <laughs> and, I'll uh, take that. We just don't want to admit it. Yeah. No, I'll take that. So that's so true. Like, why are we? Why are we following Marnie? I think in this series is my main Sophie. question. It, it should, should be. be. Like these movies exactly. should be about Sophie. I definitely and write Dylan out, please. Yeah, <laughs> Dylan should just out. be out. He's not even in it. A, yeah, a Sophie story. Well, they do write Sophie out in the fourth. Sophie's one, choice. So. Sophie's choice. 
both of you. Both of you. Um, so, yeah, and then, like we said, she misplaces the time travel spell, but again, you know, just he, the time travel machine. He has a time travel machine, guys, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, and they they go into the time travel machine and save Aggie within seconds, which, again, like, they're going down the timeline. He's like, we're only in the 1600s, and she's like, a black hole. They go into the black hole, and she's like, yeah. I love how, like, right before that, she's like, oh, the black hole and, like, Stephen Hawking, and it's like, what? It's what? Hawking. Like, what? What universe are we living in right now? Also, didn't she say she had a cheat on an algebra test, but suddenly knows about black holes and see? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Also, was like, who is that joke for? Because the parents are like probably checked out by this point, and the kids aren't going to go like, I love black holes. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, my favorite scientist. It feels like this movie's trying to bridge magic and science. It's like hacking and magic, and now hawking and magic. And I don't need magic can just be magic. That's okay. It's like guys, he's a pile of frogs. All right, it's a pile of frogs. It's a magic. Yeah, even that he says like it's a little science experiment. Like I feel like they're trying to bridge it a little bit. A little, yeah. That's a good point. Well, with the net too, you know, with the internet, they're kind of like we got the net. You know, we're a little hipper now. We know some things. The net. But do remember when we called the internet the net? I do. Posting the diary on the net. Mm. Which what was she gonna type out his diary? Was that the plan? Like she would open his diary, type it all out, and then post it. What a labor, not of love, but of hate. Like you yeah, hate someone truly. that much that you're willing to yikes, spend all that time. Next yeah. level hatred. Yeah. Iron buns. Mm. <laughs> Iron buds. So back at home, Cal is about to transform all the humans into creatures and monsters based on the masks and costumes that they're wearing including mom who's wearing a frightening witch mask i think it's a witch i'm not really sure something yeah Yeah. i don't know i did read though the one thing that i could find about production was that spoiler when she is turned into the witch on her mask it is her playing that character so they did put her into all the makeup and stuff uh which you can see the same bone structure yeah Glad you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, again, like, you have to, like, assume, like, with this plan, like, everyone's wearing a mask, which I don't remember the last time I've seen someone, like, that many people wear a mask uh, for Halloween. No. Masks yeah. are incredibly uncomfortable. They're yeah. terrible costume ideas. Hey, hey, you take hey. It off, like, you're getting into in. right wing territory there with the masks are uncomfortable. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Don't take this out of context, yeah. please. I mean, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. Again, to go to that point, I was watching. I was watching Fantastic Mr. Fox today, and I'm like, I could pull off his outfit, and I was like, that might be my Halloween costume. At no point did I think I'm going to go get a fox hat and wear that or like a fox mask and wear yeah. that. I'm like, you're just going to have to imagine people. Yeah. Like, it's a tweed jacket. Right. Like, I'll yeah. do the outfit. Yeah. It's a corduroy yeah. jacket, corduroy pants. The fit is here. Use your imagination for the rest. Uh-huh. So, I mean, basically, Calabar's plan would have been foiled in 2021 because nobody would be wearing a mask. Mm. And also, uh, high school halloween party is not the whole world like i don't know what it's like why is like this this like he's only in this one (laughs) high school halloween party and they act like this is like 
the entire planet in he this one building. I don't know. This high school Halloween party. <laughs> Again, it starts back, here. Back to the back to the movie that we pitched earlier. I would love to see Freddy Krueger running down the streets of Times Square, or like with New Yorkers oh, everywhere. So cool. Like this is this is the movie that I want. Halloween Town Five. We can't afford those visual effects. I don't That's know. what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's what you think this movie is. This is this is a Halloween decom. Town. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So right as Marnie gets back to where Aggie is, um, the portal has closed um, and they're standing there and she's like, no, no, trying to like hold open these doors or something. That's a little annoying, too, because she clearly could have walked through the portal. She could have gone through it. Uh, Yeah. And then they it closes and Aggie's just like, well, better luck next time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Better luck in a hundred years, right? Yeah. <laughs> this was this was grandma's plan all along. She wanted to go back to Halloween Town and stay, so she's like, "I got the perfect plan." Yeah. So hmm. Marnie decides for the greater good, she has to reopen the portal herself, along with the rest of the Cromwell family line, despite like these magic rules, I guess, moral magic ethics that they follow. And save her mother and the rest of the people at the dance. So it's such a weird ending because it's like, oh no, the conflict is we can't like the conflict is predicated on these like rules that like the hundred one year, and then the climax is like, wait, I'll just break the rules, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, I guess that works. Um, okay, I'm gonna get nitpicky for a second. So this is my uh, my my math coming in here. So. It's the it's one in a hundred is the is the ratio. So that means one one hundredth of a second is a second in real life. So that means they had thirty one point seven minutes to get through the gate because nineteen seconds is thirty one minutes in Halloween Town. So technically, the portal would have thirty one minutes to close for them. You know, Noah, to quote myself in an episode of, of my show, <laughs> I legitimately said in an episode, "Math is not my good." So I I believe you, but or. <laughs> Could it be this is a kids movie? It is my, you know, it could be well, also see, then that. My question is, what if this portal is the bridging between the worlds? Does the portal operate on mortal time or on Halloween town time? Very true. Yeah. Very like true. Mortal standard time or like Eastern Halloween <laughs> <Pacific>. standard time. <laughs> did they Halloween set it? Did they set it back for daylight save? That would be the great one. Where like we have an hour, and they're like, wait, we forgot to set the oh, clock shoot, back for daylight save. Year. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Dang it! Damn it! I missed it. No, it's all. <laughs> that's so funny it's actually november 1st also this yeah. part's funny because like she uses that skeleton head to talk to sophie and is basically like sophie mm. sophie we need to do this like spell and they're like well what spell and they're she says oh we'll make it up and then they both yeah. say the same thing at the same time even though they didn't like consult about it yes it's super weird well it's similar to the first one where they just hum yeah. you know like the humming they 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 have a feeling the witches they have a mental but there's a big difference between we're all gonna kind of just hum and like a poem (laughs) a a very specific set of words at the same time (laughs) 
in different worlds, though. My favorite part of that scene is like the '90s inspirational music that's playing underneath as they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of it. Uh, they show all their faces in like fractal kaleidoscope kind of vision. <laughs> I'm like, what are we watching here? It was really good. It's it was great. Really good. This is a perfect movie. It's a relic yeah, of its art. time for sure. <laughs> yes, it is. It truly is. It truly is. So then the portal opens and Marnie like walks into the school dance and uh, Cal flies down from the balcony or from the stage or something. I don't know. He's upset yeah. and he's like, what are you doing here? And then she confronts him and is like, I'm not scared of you. And then he makes the books be uh, in these dark tendril fingers things. Yeah. And he's like, well, take them then. This is straight up stupid, by the way. This is like the dumbest, like... He's so much more powerful. Why don't they just do a fight? No, take the books from me, Marnie. It's it's <laughs> now wait now here's here's the thing. I I thought the I'm not scared of you moment, I was like, why isn't this doing anything for me? And it's because she's never been shown that she's scared of him in the entire movie. I'm like, just show one scene where she's actually afraid. Because again, yeah. I was like, I feel like yeah. that could be a cool moment and give like, you know, because I know in the decom you need like some kind of wholesome moment. And I was like, you know what? It would be a really cool thing to, you know, not to get too whatever here, but to say like, hey, kids, like, don't be afraid of your bullies. Like, you can stand up for yourself. Like. And again, yeah. I'm like, that would actually, and it's not hard. You just have one scene where she's like, oh no, Calabar, I'm afraid. Well, again, she oh, has yeah. no urgency in the whole movie. So like, yeah. it feels weird that at the end, she's all of a sudden like, now I have urgency. Like, it would have been nice to have this energy like 12 hours ago. Yeah. Like I almost expected him to say like, oh, you were afraid of me? When? What, when well, was this that? has been talked about ad nauseum, but I feel like a lot of times with like, um, you know, female characters in these mo- to like show they're strong, they never have right. like any like flaw, right? Like I feel like in the first one, it's like she must have been the big cheese, like she's real, like you know, <laughs> attaboy, you know, tough. And in this one, it's the same thing. It's like I don't need you. And I'm like I don't know. He's way more powerful. Clear, like he's demonstrated that. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, so and it's, it's weird just the classic like dark versus light thing where she's like. Well, is good really powerful, more powerful than evil? Like, let's see. Because, because yeah. again, what I was getting from was just that me not being afraid of you is more powerful. Like that takes all, like that takes everything away from you. Like yeah. you don't have that power over me and I can stand it. Like, again, that's so much more interesting than dark versus light. And, you know, I'm. Well, and it's very anticlimactic too for him to just be holding it and then she takes them and it's like, woohoo, <laughs> we got the books. And it's like, okay. I'm going to say, I wanted Calabar to win because I feel like he earned it. He worked harder. He made a great plan. She didn't hustle. She did not hustle. She didn't hustle. hustle She just kind of like, okay, he beat us. He ran out the clock. Like, eh, I'll mm. just make my own portal. He waited he waited two hundred years. So like he could have done it the next year, but he took that extra time, that extra hundred years to really perfect this plan. <laughs> Stole the book fifty years Back prior. To the <laughs> you know, I think this guy he was waiting for his time and Marnie just kind of was like, I'll break the rules and like, wait, that's not that's not what we were doing here it reminds me of in harry potter when dumbledore's at the end of every year just like the points meant nothing 
Congratulations, <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> and I'm like, I know the Slytherins were jerks in the books, but like a lot of them worked hard and earned points. Like they got mm. these points. Yeah. So Calabar should win. He earned it. Yeah. He played by the rules, you know. <laughs> well, and you know, to keep going with the comparison, Calabar is obviously a Slytherin and Marnie's obviously a Gryffindor. Obviously. So Marnie just girl bossed her way out of this one. She just she just girl bossed a little too close to the sun. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit too um, close to the jack-o'-lantern. Um and I and it's like we get like that last second when Halloween Town's back to normal and it's like, yes, this is what I wanted, and then the movie's over. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I love okay. at the end <laughs> like fine. Sophie running around and being like, Trappa, Trappa. I was like, You go, Sophie. Yeah, that's fun. You transform <laughs> that's fun. this town. <laughs> and she did it on the first try. She didn't have to like Think about trying to say it like a spell, you know? I, she, she's she the knew most how to powerful say witch. I know we said it in the first Halloween Town episode, but I'm going to say it again. The costumes are just my favorite. Like, one of them, <laughs> like, he's a creature, but he's just a unicyclist. Yeah, you know? Someone ran to Spirit Halloween and got some. Costumes. Well, I did read yeah. the other production fact I found was that the Sanderson sisters' dresses were used by extras in. Of course. This movie. So I thought mm. the one woman what very end, yeah, she sort of looked like yep. one of the Sandersons. Uh-huh. That's funny. That was one of her dresses. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. Hmm. Good podcast, y'all. <laughs> good, good That's one, good guys. information. Now, my last my last question yes, of yes. the night is does the web involve spiders? <laughs> I think it does. Oh boy! Oh jeez, oh, man. Uh, final thoughts. Um, I I gotta say I think I like the first one better than this one. If only two, because like the first one for me gives off more Halloween vibes. Yeah. And if I'm gonna watch one of these, it's like I want to get the I'm I'm gonna get those Halloween vibes. I want mm. the and I feel like also the first one just like is a little better paced. Mm. And so I don't know. It's not a like the worst movie movie I've ever seen. It has interesting ideas, but. I prefer the first one. I, I, I would like to go next because I feel like Mitchell and Kayla are going to want to rebut a lot of what, I, what I'm going to say. But watching this, I, I kept thinking like, oh, you could have done so much more. You could have done so, so much more. And I had to keep reminding myself, this is a DCOM made for television, which is a sequel to Halloween Town. They don't want to go bigger and better for the big screen. They just want to do, you know... A little bit more than what they did next time but they're not trying to make this like a big huge respected film this is like a fun movie to watch on halloween and and watching it this time you know i was like yeah i have friends over i'm carving i'm carving some pumpkins or like you know we're having a halloween party let's put on halloween town let's put it on let's put on halloween town too so for me this is the kind of movie like it's not loud it's just kind of like on in the background and you don't have to give it your undivided attention it's like a fun little watch when people are over you kind of go like, oh, wait, here's the part that I like. All right, let's get back to these pumpkins. So, again, mm. it's not a movie that demands to be, like, observed and respected, which I had to keep reminding myself because there are a lot of parts of like, oh, the effects would have been better if this or the writing would be better if this. That's not what the movie's here to do. It's here to just be on, probably in the background while you're doing some Halloween festivities. And I, I think that's fine. And... You know, I've I've come around a little bit. Uh, I'm a little less harsh on this one than I was last year. Uh, but, you know, fun movie. Good time. Was it good? I guess not, <laughs> but, but I don't care. So, uh, yeah. How dare you? 
first of all. <laughs> Second of all, how dare you? Third of all, how dare you? I uh I I don't know. I I feel like I'm always the one who between me and Zach like I have it's not that I ironically like Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2 Colin Calabar's Revenge. I I deeply love them. Uh because uh I don't think something has to be high art to be enjoyed. Uh yeah. right? Like so I agree with what you're saying like it's intent maybe isn't the same as like a Nolan film or something, but um in comparing the first to the second, I think I do like a couple elements of this one a little bit more. First one is definitely more Halloween-y, definitely puts you in a better mood than this one. Uh, as convoluted as the plot is, though, there is something that draws me in about it. Like, I just feel like more is going on in this one. Like, the first one is very, you know, paint-by-numbers, simple, you know, simple bad guy. <laughs> like, this just feels like there's some layers to it, which is a little bit more interesting to me um also like i like calabar in this one actually i feel like he feels more dangerous than calabar in the first one the first one he's just like i don't know like a pimple in a movie theater like i i never feel a sense of danger but this one is like wearing a leather jacket and he's tricking people and he broke the code of Merlin. So he's clearly got some, some tricks up his sleeve. So I, I don't know. Uh, so Cal and um, Gort, is that his name? Gort? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Gort doing his, his gray man voice. That's that sends it over the top for me. So yeah, that's the, ticket. yeah. So is it the most <laughs> Halloweeny Halloween town? No, but do I like it? Yeah, absolutely. And it had my favorite movie line I've ever heard. As goes the the jack o' lantern, as goes Halloween Town. So I give it <laughs> two thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's great. I love it. I think for me, I enjoy Halloween Town one more than this one, just because it feels more cheesy kid, which I like or tend to prefer more than kind of. I don't know, more deeper or having more conflict than just a guy being like, I'm going to take over. Ha ha ha. Join me. I definitely do agree that I think Cal feels scarier than Calabar did because he's also like, it's not just like, oh, we are being, you know, trapped here. We need to join and overtake the human world. It's like, I hate humans and I am going to transform them all into monsters because of the way that they like treated us. Like that just feels levels above, I don't know, Cal- Calabar did. He's also in the whole movie too. Like the first one, Calabar's only in like the yeah, last Yeah, it's like third, more the threat so. of the darkness mm. than it is Calabar himself in the first one. Mm. I do want to know how Calabar like hid Cal the whole time. Uh, like that <laughs> is... Cause, <laughs> Who's Cal's because mom? Cal really feels mm, good question. That's unexplored territory for the universe. <laughs> um, because Cal feels like the kind of character that would want to be popular in school, would want to know like people to know who he is, would want to rule Halloween Town if that's where he lives, which I don't know if he did or not secretly. It's it just like I don't know. I have a lot of questions, uh, but either way, <laughs> I love this movie, and you know, I watch this one and the first one every year because I'm a sucker, and that's how I like to do it. Uh, but 
<laughs> yeah, I'm with I'm with Mitch on this one. I'm a sucker too. Then we we can be Halloween town yeah, suckers these, together. I uh, love it. Spooky buddies, hocus pocus. I do it all right. every year. And once again, I'm on Noah's Ark. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to dub this as my art, you know. I don't want to say people can't. Enjoy, I don't want to be like the. I I I don't like Disney movie art. I'm not gonna die on that. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I I didn't dislike the movie. I was just saying it's not one that I would be like. All right, we're gonna everyone. We're watching oh. Halloween Town too. Please no. put your phones away. Everyone, shut up. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> let, let me be. Let noise. me be clear. I will never watch this movie again. Uh, never. Okay, that's I. I'm sorry. Never. Unless okay, I mean, Iron Buns. I, I okay. I just say it. <laughs> Can't believe this. Never. I mean, like of my own will. No. If someone asked me to. I, and I feel like being nice. Then I'm yes. going to ask you to um, every year. Yeah. Okay, then, may, then, then maybe I will. I, you know, I was gonna say, well, let's do a, a watch party in the, in the real lounge, but you know, well, what I will say is, I will definitely be watching the third one when we probably will do an episode on that one next year. And I'm I'm looking forward because I know you guys don't like three and four more, yeah. so maybe we'll be on the same page a little bit. And I've never seen them. Um, so. And these are I bad. Just, those I are just, bad. What if I? Love I just those enjoy, ones. <laughs> I just enjoy watch bashing Dylan, so yes. I really think that it might be a good time. It will. But Three will and see. four yeah. look very bad for Dylan. It looks very bad in general. They're very like heavily racial undertones as well. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Well, which was foreshadowed in this movie with Dylan, you know? The first one, he was definitely, like, a little racist because, like, he was, like, didn't like any monsters. And he was like, oh, no, I'm a warlock. And then in this one, it's a little bit more. I feel like the third one has, like, a sort of transphobic moment, too, if I remember. Yeah, well, the girl that he's talking to becomes a troll at the end because they, like, are revealing the monster cells. And then he's like, I'm not going to kiss you because you're a troll. Yeah, which, again, I mean, these are kids' movies. Like, I don't think that they had that intent, and it was a while ago when it came out, but, yeah, it doesn't age well. You're like, ah. Yeah. Mm. Dylan just doesn't age well. Not a great great character. That's true in the first one. I don't mind him that much, but every movie Yeah, like, he's annoying in the first one, but, like, he doesn't feel, like, he feels like uh, an 11-year-old boy. Like He feels like a Disney movie brother. It feels like he's here for the guys a little bit. Like, see, I know that's all like witch characters, and there's like evil Calabar. But guys, you relate to this Dylan guy, right? No, everyone loves wearing khakis. The only character in Halloween Town I relate to is Benny, the taxi driver. So Mm. he's great. All right, do you guys, um, Zach, you want to plug your podcast one more time at the end here? Yes, I would. Uh, You should go and subscribe to God fellas the podcast uh no it's we're, we did some fun stuff this uh this year so if you're in a halloweeny mood we have some uh halloween themed episodes and when i say some i mean one uh but make sure that you check out our next episode which is going to feature kayla where yeah we're talking about jonah a veggie tales movie it's it's a fun time it's good time so i definitely uh, whether you're religious or not, I I think you'll enjoy the show. So mm-hmm. so check it out. Mm-hmm. Mitch, anything you want to plug? Absolutely nothing for the first time in my <laughs> life. It's I'm not on Twitter anymore. I'm not producing a podcast. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn if you're a business professional. <laughs> Mitchell Free on LinkedIn. If you are hiring. Uh, I'm a volunteer engagement specialist in Kansas City. Uh, come look me up. Love to connect. 
I would love I love the idea of of a business specialist making it like an hour and a half into an episode on <laughs> Halloween Town Two. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give that guy my business because I really appreciated his opinion on Calabar. Yeah, just at the end, he, the whole time was like, "Gosh, I wish I could hire this guy." Excuse me, what did he say? What's his LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, right. Very good. Very good. Um. All right, so you can find us on any social media platform of your choice. Just search us, um, Secondhand Film Critics, and we should pop up. You can also find us on your podcasting platform of choice. So um, go there, follow us there, leave a review if you are so kind. We love reviews. Um, you can also email us at secondhandfilmcritics at gmail.com if you have thoughts on Dylan or Calabar or um, anything we talked about. You know, sure. Mm-hmm. Wiki stick the warlock. Yeah. Wiki stick the warlock. Opinions. I do feel like we we didn't talk about, and I feel like it needs to be said that they are dating now in real life, and they are the cutest couple yeah. to exist. Wow, like yeah. they're great. Wow, I see yeah. them on TikTok doing like Halloween Town TikToks, and I'm like, cute. It is so. It cute. should have been the first thing we said in the episode. Honestly, it's a huge oversight. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge. Yeah, it was. It was. I just love that. I love that they met when they yeah. were kids. They were buddies, and then they just reconnected later in life. Like, where's the movie about this? I need the behind-the-scenes movie. I would watch that Hallmark movie. It's called The Before Trilogy by Richard Linkletter. <laughs> no, 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 wow. no, no, that's ac- that, no, 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 no. That's actually, might, might be true. Um, <laughs> yeah, what would it be called? Like, ha- Halloween Town 5... Calabar's No, no, it's got to be return. like a Hallmark that's, movie that's title like All Hallows Eve. Yeah, like that <laughs> is literally what it would be. It would be like but it would be like Hearts Hearts on Halloween or Hearts in Halloween Town, Love on Halloween. Mm. Hubie Halloween. <laughs> it, uh, magic magic is like something about magic. Sparks fly. That could be one. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. drop your idea for the drop name of the Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, drop it. Cal and Marty. Halloween Cal's. That's pretty Halloween good. Pals. That's pretty good. Um, Kayla, what's our next episode? Our next episode will be pretty much a what we watched in October, uh, featuring reviews of Dune and Ooh. French yes. Dispatch. And last night wow, in Soho. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably talk about Titan a little bit because that's all I've been thinking about since I saw no it. No time to um, die. Oh my gosh! Wow, what a good yeah. month. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, so check out that episode. We'll be dropping next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until next time, I am Iron Buns, and I am Wiki Stick the Warlock. And I am Zacho Lantern. And I am Mitchell, Casper's living relative. And we're your second hand.